are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. But now notice, the complete atonement took both goats. Now that's the dual death that is spoken of in Isaiah 53rd chapter verse 9. He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his deaths. Mark 15 verse 38, this sin offering was made when Jesus gave up the ghost. And then the veil was rent from the top to the bottom. No more would there be any other physical sacrifice received under that Abrahamic covenant. Jesus made the last one. When he said it is finished, he meant the last sacrifice that God will ever accept has been received and there will never be another one. Therefore, the veil was ripped from top to bottom and opened it up so anyone could walk in. Glory be to God. Whew, I'm about to have a spell up here. A Holy Ghost spell. Now notice. And he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it, and shall take of the blood of the bullock and of the blood of the goat and put it upon the horn of the altar round about, and he shall sprinkle that blood upon it with his fingers seven times and cleanse it and hallow it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. And when he hath made an end of the reconciling of the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation, the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Now what are you going to do with this if you say that there was only one death that Jesus died? This sin offering is already made. The veil is already ripped from top to bottom. But the atonement is not fully made. That'll raise some eyebrows, won't it? Jesus is a scapegoat. But he's died. He hung there suspended between heaven and earth. He is most holy. There was no sin upon him. He did not receive sin until he died physically. Sin is a spiritual thing. Did you know that? It causes spiritual death. So Jesus must receive the death of that spiritual sin. And that is spiritual death. But he can only do it after the sin offering is made. And his physical life must be given up first. Now I said you're going to have to be quick to hear this morning. Now watch this. They bring in the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat. Now you study this. There's the only place that the priest, it specifically mentions that he uses both of his hands. He lays both of his hands upon the head of the live goat and confesses over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them, them refers to the sins and iniquities upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. Now, the word wilderness there means a place of separation, the place not inhabited, where the judgment of God will fall upon that goat and not destroy the people whose sins was laid upon him. 
Now, you getting the picture? Hell was not created for people. It was created for the devil and his angels to incarcerate them and to put punishment upon those that left their first estate and rebelled against God. Hell was never designed for men. It is a place not to be inhabited by men. The wilderness is a type of hell. This goat was sent into the wilderness. Now you see, under the old covenant, they made the sacrifices, atoned for the sins, but their sins were still there. Paul said in Hebrew, the blood of bulls and goats can't take away the consciousness of sin because it can't take away the sin. It was swept under the rug. You didn't get prosecuted for it, but it was still there. And brother, that condemnation was on you like ugly on the eighth. You just couldn't get away from it. Anyway, you tried. It was there, man. You just couldn't do anything with it. There was nothing under the law to get it away from you. But under this new thing, this type here, the sin and iniquity and the consciousness of it is all put up on this goat, and this goat carries it to an uninhabitable place where judgment will fall upon him there and upon the sins there and pay the penalty for it all so it won't come on the people. Are you getting this? That's Jesus. That's the sins and iniquities being put upon Jesus of Nazareth. Now hold your place right there. Let me show it to you in Isaiah the 53rd chapter again. We've read it, but you need to hear it again. Verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He bore our sickness and carried our pain. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Verse 9, he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death because he had done no violence. That's the reason it came upon him, because he had done no violence. He had done no sin. He was not a sinner. He became sin. He received sin. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. The literal translation said God made him sick. He bore our sickness in his spirit. And when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin... God put it all upon him. The chastisement, punishment, needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was put upon Jesus. Jesus is the scapegoat. He is the serpent on the floor. He is the rod in Moses' hand. He is the serpent on the pole because he became sin. And if you'll behold it, if you've been bitten by that old serpent Satan, it'll not affect you. Divine judgment has paralyzed Satan. Glory be to God. Now go back to Leviticus 16. I'm going to read this again from verse 21. Now notice, the sin offering is made, and we've already linked that to Mark 15, 38, where Jesus cried out and said, It is finished, and he gave up the ghost. That's the last sacrifice that will be received, and immediately the veil is rent from the top to the bottom. The way into the holiest of holies is opened up. But now he must carry this sin away and judgment must come upon it. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him the iniquities of the children of Israel all their transgression, all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited. The footnote says, 
our land of separation. You know what spiritual death is? It is separation from God. And he said, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God had turned his back upon Jesus. He had not died spiritually when he said that, but he was looking to it. He knew it was coming. He had seen it. He saw it in the garden. That's the reason he sweat drops of blood. All right, hold your place there. Go with me to Luke, the 23rd chapter. Now he's hanging there on the cross, verse 39, one of the malefactors, which hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seest thou in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, but we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Now listen to this next statement that Jesus makes. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Now there's people that take that verse of scripture and say, Well, now, Jesus couldn't have gone to hell because he told this fellow we're going to paradise today. Do you realize that in the Greek there was no punctuation? If you read it in other translations and other commentaries, here's the way this should read. Verily, verily, I say unto you today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. He didn't say you're going to be with him there today. He didn't go to paradise that day. He went to the region of the damned. I'm telling you today, you don't have to wait till tomorrow to find out. I'm telling you today, you don't have to wait 10 minutes from now. I'm telling you now, you'll be with me in paradise. But Jesus spent some time in hell before he went to paradise. Then he went over there and preached to those Old Testament people and led them out of that place. He led captivity captive. And I want you to know some of them were seen walking in the streets of Jerusalem after Jesus arose from the dead. And you see, there was the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, they argued about the resurrection, you know. One of them said there was no resurrection and there was no angels. That's the reason they were sad, you see. And uh, then uh, that doctrine was kind of hard to perpetrate after Uncle Jack walked down the street, been dead 49 years. And it was about the sixth hour. There was darkness upon all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, the veil of the temple was rent in the midst now notice here, it says it before Jesus died. But if you'll notice, Mark records it after Jesus died. So according to the Old Testament type, it had to come after Jesus died. See, you'll find some things related a little different in some of the Gospels. But if you'll notice, Mark is a stickler for detail. He mentions things that some others don't say. Now, when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said... Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. What's he doing? Now hold that in your thinking. Remember what it says here? The priest that offered the sacrifice after the sin offering is made, he lays both of his hands upon the head of the goat and confesses all the sins of Israel. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Now put sin on me. Hmm? Are you out there or did you go home? There it is in the Old Testament. There it is in the New Testament. Glad you joined us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been with us all this week. We've been talking about authority in three worlds, and it's available to you. It is four CDs. It's the whole series that we have taught here on radio for the last six weeks 
and it's all together so that you can get the whole story. I know some of you have missed part of it. It's important to understand authority. That's Authority in Three Worlds is the title of it. CD offer number 7033, four CDs for a total of $34. You know, if you don't understand authority, you're never going to operate in the God kind of faith, the faith that Jesus talked about. The fellow that came to Jesus in Matthew, the eighth chapter, and said his servant was home sick, and he said, I'll come heal him. And he said, oh, no, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only. My servant will be healed. Now, here's a man that believed because of the words of Jesus. If you speak the word, he said, you don't have to come to my house. Speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. He released his faith at the words of Jesus. Now, he's already established a point of contact for the man to be healed. Jesus, if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. And you remember that Jesus said to him, he said, this is the greatest faith I've ever found in all of Israel. Not even among covenant people have I found this kind of faith. And this was a Roman Gentile. He didn't even come under the covenant at this point. Jesus said it's the greatest faith he'd ever found in all of Israel. Why? Because he understood authority. That's offer number 7033. It's four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling. Total of $34. We have a toll-free auto line, 24-hour toll-free auto line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.